0: You're all winking when I'm finished. Always have time. I wouldn't do that if I were you. then, just a pinch of time. I think something is happening. Just a pinch of time. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cinema Snobs, the podcast where we talk. All about movies and cinema history and have a really good time doing it. Uh, my name is Aaron O'Banion and I'm here with
1: Christopher Snead
0: and we have yet another great show for you this time out. Um, we have a uh, a review of an Alfred Hitchcock film, Torn mm-hmm. Curtain. Mm-hmm. And to follow that up, we are going to be talking top five spy films. Yes. So, should be an entertaining discussion. I guess before we get into that, Chris, uh, have you uh, been watching anything uh, of note lately?
1: Um, let's see. What did I watch last? I, oh, I went and saw uh, Jordan Peele's Us.
0: Okay. Yeah, I actually saw that as well. Did you? Yep. Uh, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a pretty solid film. Um, I'm a fan of of his previous film Get Out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was, I, I thought it was on par with that, um, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, an interesting film, and it, it went to some places that um, I wasn't necessarily expecting.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, I liked it also. I thought, uh, actually, I dare say I like it a little more than Get Out maybe. Yeah. Only because um, the ante was upped in this. And now it wasn't a perfect movie, but I also wasn't
0: uh, – mm-hmm.
1: I didn't think Get Out was as perfect as everyone else did, uh, just yeah. my personal opinion. But, yeah. uh, but man, he is becoming kind of a master of horror in the modern age, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's really, in a few short years, positioned his, his career, uh, you know, totally kind of redesigned it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got The Twilight Zone going now as well. Right. Uh, um, which I haven't seen yet. But yeah, yeah, a lot going on with that guy.
1: Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you? Have you seen anything, anything else, uh, noteworthy?
0: Um, I think that was, that's pretty much it as far as new releases. Um, I did see, uh, Captain Marvel a few weeks back and Uh, I enjoyed it Um, thought it was a solid entry into the the Marvel universe Um, nothing you know fantastic but right um, enjoyable and Hmm. um, yeah some good uh, good performances in it Um, and um, yeah, yeah pretty decent story
1: I, st- I still haven't seen it, and I need to before um, before Endgame comes out. Right. So, which is like what a couple of weeks.
0: Aren't yeah, we? it's the yeah, it's the end of this month, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, uh, I'm sure we will mention that uh, <laughs> in a future right. episode. So. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, cool. Hmm.
0: All right. Um, well, with that, uh, with that said, you want to dive into our main review here?
1: Let's do it, Professor.
0: All right. Um, so for this episode, we're going to be reviewing Torn Curtain mm-hmm. uh, from 19- 1966, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. And um, I was going to have a synopsis pulled up. And I will <laughs> quick quickly find that. Um, it is about an American scientist uh, who publicly defects to East Germany as part of a cloak and dagger mission to find the solution for a formula uh, before planning an escape back to the West. Um, so that's the basic gist of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, it stars Paul Newman and Julie Andrews. Um, those are really the only uh, big names that probably people would recognize, I right. think. <clears throat> um, but, um, yeah, uh, had you ever seen this film, this film before?
1: You know, I have not. I think I saw a part of it on TV one time, mm-hmm. and I... I, what stuck in my mind, I didn't realize it was an Alfred Hitchcock film at the time. Uh, what mm. stuck in my mind was just the pairing of Paul Newman and and uh, Julie Andrews, because I was just like, I never knew they did a movie together. That's insane. Because <laughs> those are kind of some heavy hitters as far as, uh, right. you know, movie history, so. Yeah. But we'll get into why... <laughs> why why that probably wasn't talked about more often. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh had you seen it before?
0: I yes, I'd seen it once before. Oh, okay. Um probably I don't know, it could have been a decade ago at this point. Yeah. Um so yeah, it was it was not uh not fresh in my mind by any means.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: Um but yeah, what uh what were your kind of initial impressions of it?
1: Um, you know, I, I, we all, most of us who are, are film junkies on any level uh, know and respect Alfred Hitchcock and his body of work. And uh, this was still, I felt like this was still a solid movie, but um, mm-hmm. wasn't as Hitchcockian as um, a lot of his work. Yeah. And uh, had a lot of... Uh, I would say if it wasn't an impressive movie, mm-hmm. that's what. That my general reaction was, I'm not blown away by anything. Yeah. Um, and I probably walk away from this and not remember a whole lot except for who was in it. Right. So, what about you?
0: I am right there with you. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that was my impression when I first saw it, and. Um yeah, uh, same thing this time through. Um I I I think my first note that I wrote down is this is lower or lesser Hitchcock for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Which is not to say it's bad. I uh, right. I do still think that it's a solid movie. It's just um there's nothing really to stand out about it. Yeah. And um Yeah, I I mean, as far as the the pairing of Newman and Andrews, um, I don't know. It it uh, it's an interesting pairing, but it doesn't really. um, There's not a whole lot of chemistry there. Mm -mm. I don't think, which is kind of the, uh, I think a chief criticism of this film that comes up a lot for people. Um, so, and that's, um, that's unfortunate. I feel like if, you know, if there were different people involved, um, you know, it could have easily been a better film, Mm -hmm. but, um, but there's some other attributes of the movie that, you know, might hold it back as well that we can get to. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the main thing that sticks out to me. Um, about the film is they don't uh, yeah don't have the greatest chemistry so,
1: and you know I, I was wondering about that too like if if you because I was trying to decipher if the writing was part of it um, I don't know if you want I guess we'll get into acting later right yeah uh, and talk about talk about the acting so I won't I won't get too far into that but I was I was sort of trying to decipher you know was it was it the two pa- the, the pair that wasn't working? Was it the writing? Mm-hmm. was it you know wh- what was keeping that from working? Because on paper it sounds like an interesting idea right um, but uh, anyway, what do you want to talk about first?
0: Hmm. Um, let's uh, let's just talk about the let's talk about the pacing of the movie um, which I think is kind of an issue Ugh. at times. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's um, it's a b- bit long, <laughs> I thought. Um, and the first like half an hour or so, I thought was pretty slow. Um, and because uh, there, uh, in that, there's a lot of, um, I felt just back and forth with, Newman and Andrews and uh, her wanting to stay with him and him wanting her to go away and, um, just all that, that kind of seemed to drag a bit. Um, and, um, and there's some other stuff later in the movie that I thought could have been condensed a bit as well. Um, I mean, uh, again, we're talking spoilers here. Um, just for anybody listening who hasn't seen the film, but um, I thought that their whole escape um, at the end—it uh, kind of went on for a bit, mm-hmm. uh, a bit too long—and there was one, um, there was one character that was introduced. Um, I have it written down here. Uh, Countess Kuchinska Yes (laughs) That really Could have been cut out Entirely I think Um, And yeah I'm not really Sure what the purpose of that character Was other than to um, Just add some Kind of humor to the film Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah It wasn't really working for me
1: (laughs) Oh (laughs) <laughs> poor countess yeah
0: um but uh, yeah what uh, what were your thoughts on just the overall pacing and and plotting of it
1: I, in general I would say that there are things that I thought could have been trimmed I'm with you the escape scene at the end from from the bus ride mm-hmm. um, on up until the end could have been could have been shortened. Yeah, um, I don't know that all of that added anything, and it was building tension to the point that it lost tension. Yeah. So, uh, I wish I think I honestly believe they could have cut this down probably twenty minutes. Yeah. Which is a lot for anybody that hadn't worked on film. Twenty minutes is a lot of time to cut. Yeah. Um, but I still think they could have done it and really energized this this movie.
0: Yeah, and with with the escape, it just felt like there was like one or two men, one or two um, more steps to it than were really necessary. Like they they were on the bus, and then they go to the the post office, and then the something else, and then the (laughs) opera, and (laughs) it's like uh, maybe just cut one or two of those sequences. And right.
1: Right. yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like that gag where it's like, uh, okay, in order to get into the safe, you need to get the number that'll get you the code that will lead right. you to the location where you can find the number that'll lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. Could have, could have been a lot faster, a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean faster, but it could have been a lot better. Right. So, cause slow is not always a bad thing. Um, right. Right. But you've got to hold something more interesting than a couple arguing about one thing, which mm-hmm. really they were the whole uh, tension between them was about one subject. Right. Which was, you know, <laughs> uh, do I stay? Do I go? Do I stay? Do I go? <laughs> do I right. Stay? <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Somebody do something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yeah and i guess the um i mean the actual plot of it is pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. um i mean you have the um the classic hitchcock mcguffin of getting this formula um from this professor and that's really that's really the whole mission and why he's there and um yeah, I, I thought it was kind of um, it was kind of funny because at the beginning of the movie, um, Paul Newman was saying that he didn't know how long it was going to take to to get the formula, to gain the trust of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could take you know, could take a few weeks or a few months. I don't know. And then, um, very luckily for him. <laughs> He gains the <laughs> trust of this professor guy in like a matter of minutes, it seems like. Um, right. So, yeah, very fortunate. Um, but um, And see, yeah. they probably
1: could have improved that and improved the pacing if they had introduced the uh, scientist he was trying to get to earlier. Yeah. And had that relationship being worked on throughout the story. Like, just being part of it. Yeah. So, that's a good point you bring up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I, I guess um, maybe we can get into performances now. Um, I mean, I I thought that, um, I don't know. I, I guess um, I thought that both the leads were, okay uh, in, in with what they were doing but um, I don't know again it, it just didn't quite work between them and nothing they were doing individually really stands out to me mm-hmm. um, so not uh, I didn't think they were bad performances but um, yeah uh, just nothing Nothing memorable and nothing, um, yeah, nothing noteworthy. So, but, Mm. um, and the supporting cast, um, I liked, uh, let's see, um, I wrote down one name, uh, Wolfgang Keeling, Hmm. uh, who is kind of one of the henchmen guys that was following Newman around. Mm -hmm. Um, I liked him. Um, I thought he was, um, there was some humor to his character a little bit, but he was also uh, still very menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I liked the, um, uh, oh, the little, um, bit of business they give him with the lighter. Right. Ever working. Um, but, um, yeah so I thought he was good and um I thought um the um oh the lady on the farm hmm I thought she was pretty good I don't have her name down um yeah, she, I don't she has her. a pretty small part but um but yeah other than that um Carolyn
1: Carolin- Carolyn Conwell is her name okay yeah yeah
0: um, yeah, I thought she was good. Um, in probably the standout scene of the movie, which we will get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I didn't really have any other real notable people. Um, what about you?
1: Um, honestly, I, uh, I agree with you. Carolyn, uh, Conwell, uh, in, in the farm, um, she was. I, she really left an impression with me. Yeah, I, I really liked her performance, as small as it was. Um, I wonder. You know, I feel like maybe Julie Andrews was a little bit more consistent in the acting department than Paul Newman, which hurts me mm. to say because I'm a huge Paul Newman fan. Right. Um, but that also might be because Julie Andrews' character was pretty much one note. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a lot to her. She was just the the um, the poor, uh, uninformed wife who was, you know, a liability as much as she was a help most of the time. Right. Um, and so I, I wonder, you know, I wonder about uh, their roles, even how they were written, and if they really had that much to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the Countess as well. Um, oh yeah I know you thought her part could have been cut I almost feel like uh, she brought I call it the Madame Arcati feel um, which if you don't know who Madame Arcati is she's from the um, stage play and movie Blythe Spirit and it's okay, sort of uh, are you familiar with that?
0: I've, I've seen the movie Blythe Spirit
1: okay Madame Arcati is the psychic Oh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: Okay, and that character in in a lot of, especially a lot of dialogue-heavy or longer movies, it's that character that comes in um, after you've spent quite a bit of time with the main characters. They kind of come in and give the uh, show or the story a breath of fresh air Mm
0: -hmm. by
1: by being a little more eccentric, being coming in with some energy. And I felt like that's kind of where the Countess was, although she added nothing to the story itself right um except for maybe painting more of a picture of, of the way the world was at the time um, yeah but it wasn't that kind of movie you know right um, but I almost I almost would have rather left hers in just because the rest of the pacing was so bad um, right but I, I I found her charming and I liked her her part in the movie as as unessential as it was mm-hmm. and definitely on um the henchman, Gromick, uh Wolfgame Keelig. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Everything you said, I, I don't even need to. That was, he was, he was really good. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, everybody was either competent or below that. Right. So, yeah, I've got no other, no other standouts for me. Oh, yeah. I kind of like the professor, too. Um, the one he was oh, trying yeah. to find. He was, he was, he was actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, I kind of like him too.
1: He had a moment at the end, instead of just being the goofy, um, almost comical character, um, and then kind of turning dark when he realizes what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought he did a good job of switching that and still being in in character, still being true to who his character was. So, yeah. So he was he was pretty good for me. I don't yeah. remember his name, but.
0: I don't have it written down either. Yeah, I um, don't even remember
1: his character's name, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's all I really had uh, noted on the yeah o- on the acting.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's I guess um. Uh, as far as Hitchcock goes, it's kind of um, it's kind of interesting whenever directors have as long a career as, as someone like Hitchcock had and to see them working with, um, with actors from different generations. (laughs) Right. Um, and it can be kind of, um, kind of jarring at times, Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, they get towards the end of their careers and they're working with, um, you know, these newer actors Um, that have a different acting style than, you know, what he uh, was probably used to. Um, Mm. And actually, I think that caused a bit of tension uh, during the making of the film, because I I think Newman was a bit more um, method actor, Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, Hitchcock was uh not really about that um right so he just kind of wanted the actors to you know say the lines <laughs> the right. way he wanted and um but uh, so i think that that caused a bit of tension um and actually this is the last movie of his where he really worked with big uh like big name stars Mm-hmm. um and i think that might have been a reason for it was he was just not getting along with <laughs> with some of the uh the the big name actors of the time
1: well, that's too bad
0: yeah but um, but wow what a
1: significant uh observation though i didn't think about that with with them coming from two Majorly different eras of acting and, and movies like yeah what the audience expected from a movie um from from the actors the the style mm-hmm. of acting it did change quite a bit from when um Hitchcock started yeah to this point, so that is really yeah that's a good, really good point
0: um yeah and and even some um stylistic things that Hitchcock liked to use mm-hmm. um, he was st- still using at this time like um, Hitchcock is kind of famous for using a lot of like rear screen projection mm. uh, in his oh. films yeah. and um, he kind of held on to that <sighs> for longer than than most people <laughs> um, and it's it's used in this movie some uh, and there's one scene in particular that it kind of stood out to me when um Paul Newman and Julie Andrews are like out uh they're outside they're at lunch yes I knew it yeah yeah I knew you and <laughs> it's just it's so obviously oh. uh you know rear screen projection and it it looks uh not great yeah um, it's painful.
1: Yeah. It's painfully distracting. Yeah. Because I can't tell you what they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, all I remember is thinking, did we really just green like screen people just sitting? Yeah. I don't understand that.
0: Yeah, I I think he just liked to shoot as much stuff in studio as he could. Hmm. Um uh, I think that was that was probably the reason but mm-hmm. yeah just it just kind of came off as a bit lazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was I don't think any of it was 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 really that good. But mm-hmm. that was probably the worst defense of the Yeah. Cuz they also used it uh during the bus scene. Right. Uh it was used quite a bit. Mhm. Um and then See, uh, there was another major. I don't remember the other one, but there was one other major one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah, so glad I mean, you brought that up. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, with the bus stuff, I I understand it a bit more. Sure. Um, just because it's it's a moving vehicle, and that's kind of. Uh, I mean, even today, people use uh, similar similar means whenever they're. Doing driving scenes, but yes, but he was still yeah. using
1: it when it stopped though. That's what was troublesome right. for me. Like the bus when it yeah. came to a stop, it was like, okay, they're still screening that. And it's like really bad out of focus screen. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah. That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Um another another element of the movie that um I I thought was okay I guess Um, but could have been better was the score um, which I don't remember who ended up doing the score Um, it was going to be uh, Bernard Herrmann his his usual composer but I guess they got into uh, a bit of an argument and he was fired
1: (laughs) who Hitchcock and Herrmann
0: yeah Hitchcock Uh, and Herrmann Um, so they got somebody else to do the, to, uh, do the score. Um, and I, I guess it was okay. I don't really remember it at this point. (laughs) Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you hear that story and you think, oh, how much better would it have been if Bernard Herman had Mm -hmm. continued to work with Hitchcock.
1: But yeah, cuz music can change an entire movie. Yeah. I mean, good music can can really uh, a good use of music, uh mm-hmm. a good use of good music can really change a story cuz some stories have been made successes by a change in um soundtrack. Yeah. and the score. Um and I I yeah. I I I remember the music from Torn Curtain, but I remember Mm -hmm. thinking at moments it felt like a 70s Disney flick, (laughs) like it didn't feel, there were moments that it it all of a sudden stopped feeling like I was in a spy thriller, Yeah. uh, like a serious adult spy thriller movie, and I felt like I was watching Freaky Friday or something. Right. It was weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there are some kind of lighter moments to the score that, um, yeah, felt a bit out of place. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, other than that, it didn't really stick out to me much. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, likewise with the um, cinematography, that also, um, again, it, it's one of those things where it was okay, it was you know, passable, but, Mm -hmm. um, nothing about it really stood out, uh, to me. And I forget who actually shot this one, but, um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's a fine job, but it's, it's pretty straightforward and, um, yeah.
1: I had, Um, um, I had one, I only had one note on that I, I thought one cool scene was probably in the museum yeah me too oh you too yeah yeah um, th- there was some use of the lines that were in the building um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: stairs and banisters and and I thought the way he lined lined those up and shot those was really interesting and drew my eye around the screen and I was like oh yeah you can make them in tr- make interesting <laughs> shots that's cool
0: yeah so.
1: um
0: yeah and even the uh transition to the museum where mm-hmm. they're like he holds up the brochure and then it cuts to the actual location mm-hmm. um i like that um yeah and yeah yeah just the look of the museum and uh was was pretty cool um but um, yeah, other than that I didn't really have anything much uh, In terms of the look of the movie
1: Yeah uh, Me, either. there wasn't anything color-wise That was um, Interesting or noteworthy Yeah um, No particularly exciting lighting Yeah As far as shots are concerned It's really kind of yeah. disappointing
0: yeah it's a bit disappointing um yeah uh maybe um maybe some shots at the opera at the end were kind of um okay (laughs) but um yeah i'm kind of kind of searching for something there but um Uh, yeah and and
1: couldn't that have been that could have been really like an amazing opportunity I feel like in the, in the opera yeah. yeah, to drive home the climax and really up the ante and get some unique and interesting shots.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think they could have cut a couple of the other, you know, sections of the escape and focused more on the opera and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, uh, built, built up that spend a little more time on that um, oh, yeah. But um, Yeah Well maybe we should uh, Talk a bit about um, What I think is uh, One of the highlights of the film And it's probably for you too uh, Is the uh, Murder scene mm. um, At the farmhouse which, Yes at the farmhouse um yeah, I, I liked that scene quite a bit. Um, it was, um, a good, a good example of building tension and, um, illustrating the difficulty <laughs> that it would be to actually take someone down like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I I liked like that whole scene, that whole sequence, um, and just how it it kind of comes to a head, and and um, yeah, our our hero has to uh, <laughs> make uh, make that tough call, uh, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it was it was really um, you know one of the only real Hitchcockian moments in the film, I thought. hmm
1: Like with the shot of her with the knife coming towards him. Yeah. Trying to figure out how to make her move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, that was probably the most important scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, both, not only as ter- in terms of the story, but just uh, cinematically, just uh, yeah. technically. And uh, it was one of the the most visually pleasing scenes mm-hmm. in the movie and honestly when it was over i felt like if that had been the whole movie i probably would have been satisfied yeah just cuz i felt like i was on a complete journey from the moment mm-hmm. he arrived at the farmhouse up until the farm uh, up until the fight scene was over yeah it was so good and it just makes you wonder what happened there that didn't happen right. in the rest of the movie <laughs> right uh was so good and we had uh, some really great performances from the from the villain mm-hmm. from the f- uh farmer's wife uh, yeah and paul Newman was okay that was probably one of his better moments yeah um, although he could have amped it up too because I what I mm-hmm. thought was happening at the end of that scene I thought he was well no I guess he was he was struggling with what what had just happened yeah uh killing someone because he's not a he's not a that's not who he is right um, but I thought he could have gone further with it and I don't know if that was his choice or a directing choice. I felt like there mm-hmm. wasn't enough of that struggle of what the hell just happened what did I do? I can't believe I yeah. just killed someone so mm. what uh, I don't I don't know what uh, what did you think of, of him in that moment?
0: Um, I thought he was all right. Um, yeah, again, it, it wasn't anything to stand out from him. Yeah. Um, I think it was more just the, the actual, uh, the situation and the, the actual filmmaking, mm-hmm. um, that really kind of, kind of makes the scene. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I thought he was all right.
1: Yeah. Um, um, yeah wonder uh, yeah a wonderful wonderful scene certainly deserves its own uh discussion
0: yeah and it's um it's a good use of of kind of dragging out um <laughs> the t- the time and and really mm-hmm. um amping things up and um so yeah. yeah i'm glad that scene is is in the movie and is um, you know just evidence that uh, Hitchcock still still kind of had it. Mm-hmm. Um, so.
1: Oh yeah. Well, when she when she stabs him in the neck, mm-hmm. which is her first uh, real assault on him, I believe, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Um, I remember, and it broke, and I I I never talk to the TV when I'm watching the, a movie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was a it got a it got a reaction out of me because I was like truly invested.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know, I thought she was gonna <laughs> kill him and the scene was gonna be over. Uh-huh. And and like you said, it's such a wonderful example of how to uh build a scene. Yeah. Um, because I they as soon as that knife broke, I was hundred percent in. I was like, Whatever's happening, yeah. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it just kept going and going in the best possible way. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, uh, as far as other um kind of suspenseful scenes, mm-hmm. I I did like some of the stuff um when they're on the bus um and all of the you know little obstacles that kind of get in their way and Mm-hmm. Um, thought that was pretty well handled. I think it probably went on a a little too long yeah um but um yeah, well, I like the concept there, and um thought they did a decent job of building the tension um and um I like um there's a bit of humor in it when the old ladies. Uh, getting on the bus and everybody's like <laughs> hurrying up to help her and get all her stuff on. <laughs> all right. And she's like, what um, the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's one thing that I thought was a little bit lacking as well. It's just the, the usual amount of Hitchcock humor. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of that in the film. um, and I'm struggling to think of other examples right now, but other examples um, of, of use of, of human. Ki- yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there just, uh, there wasn't, um, wasn't quite as much of that. Um, wow. which, um, you know, not that it has to have that, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that would have helped or, um, or hurt, but, um, that's, that's always something that I kind of look forward to in a Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, well, I, I suppose going back to the Countess, that's, um, that's played up for humor. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, and, uh, I guess, um, those kinds of performances are usually ones that I enjoy Mm -hmm. um, and those, those kinds of characters. And um, I guess in, in a different movie I would have appreciated that character more. Um, But I think just the placement of the character um, at that point in the movie was um, yeah, that's just kind of what didn't work for me. Here's
1: here's the thing. I wonder if you would have appreciated it more if the movie had been shorter.
0: I think I would. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Because I I think it really is just a matter of when that character shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, because it felt weird, <laughs> right, for for that character sh- to show up at that point in the movie. Um, if it had. If she would shown up earlier, um, you know, uh, maybe I would have appreciated it more. But Because
1: um, the truth is we've had to sit through quite a bit of bad pacing and um, mm-hmm. things going on too long. And by that point in the movie, I think we were probably, probably very close around the same time we were ready for the movie to wrap it up. Yeah. And it was like, okay, now they're throwing in this other character who isn't advancing the plot. I'm not in the yes. mood for that right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's I hadn't thought about it that way. But yeah. Well, yeah. and there's another example of her 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 bit in the thing, the whole thing with her and them was another thing that if it had if that had been a film in itself Mm-hmm. like a short film kind of like the fight scene at the farm yeah if that, if that had been by itself um i would have been totally happy
0: yeah yeah i think i would too actually um yeah yeah i think it was it was purely just the context of of it being in the larger film and where mm-hmm. it was placed yeah
1: yeah in a two hour a uh, two hour plus movie yeah yeah um <laughs> And then they, and then they even like, after do, they do all that, she saves her life, and then they're kind of like, eh, "Sucks for her," and they just leave. Right. They never talk about right. her again. They're not yeah. like, "Oh, I feel bad because we left her." They're like, meh. Right. <laughs> I don't know if she got gunned down or what, but we're good. So. Right. Because we're American. <laughs> <Right>. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Goodbye, mm. Polish lady. <laughs> Uh, i kid i kid
0: yeah um yeah um i'm trying to think of other things i wanted to bring up um i don't know that i have a whole lot more um i mean i know we've we've kind of criticized the film a lot i still enjoyed it yeah um i thought it was a, a solid watch and um you know, for for Hitchcock fans out there that haven't seen it, I'd still say give it a shot. Oh yeah. Um, so. I mean, it's interesting yeah, it's,
1: to watch it and just compare to other Hitchcock films too.
0: Yeah, sure. So. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know that I have anything else really. Um, did you have any other uh, any other comments?
1: I think only that, and I sort of, kind of mentioned this earlier. I, I think the writing wasn't great,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that may have been part of the problem also. Um, yeah, because the two leads, um, I really don't felt I really don't feel like I knew much about them. They, I, I knew they wanted to be married. I knew about their relationship, mm-hmm. but I didn't know. Anything about them as people, they were not, they were both kind of one dimensional um, in their writing. So, I wonder if that was part of the problem where you have these newer actors, especially um, who want to sink their teeth into these multi layered uh, roles, right? And it's like, nope, you're a handsome scientist and you're a pretty (laughs) scientist, right? (laughs) So, now say your lines. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, they were pretty, uh, pretty one note, like you said, mm-hmm. and yeah, that that holds the movie back a bit. You don't really care as much about the characters mm-hmm. um, going through this this adventure, and um,
1: yeah, because you watch the you go back not to keep harping on the greatest scene in the movie, but uh, the, with the farmhouse, the, at least with the the f- farmer's wife, there's so mm-hmm. many interesting ideas there about who she is. She's living out in this space with this guy, but right. she's resourceful enough to fight back. And uh, so y- you're even though it's building a lot of questions, that still generates a lot of interest and a lot of layers for her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and the villain villains are kind of easy to, if you're a good actor like this guy was, it's good to bring, yeah. you know, you can bring in some humor and some in, through your performance, but when you're the leads, it, it tends to be difficult and you've got to have, you got to have mm-hmm. something to work with. Yeah. So, but that's, that's all I, that's the only, they're just the, uh, some criticism on the writing, um, mm-hmm. and no great dialogue, no great, uh, development of our leads so but again I'd watch it again like if I was bored and and was doing homework yeah (laughs) 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 you know that sort of half watch thing where you just have it on and you kind of catch the the best Mm -hmm. parts of it and then the rest of it you just kind of work on something else yeah so but so I I enjoyed it it's it's I, I wish they would do a a recut of it. Yeah. But, so that's all I got.
0: All right. <clears throat> well, uh, shall we move on to our top five then?
1: No, no, I'm just kidding, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: All right, um, yeah, like I said at the start of the show, this is gonna be our top five spy films. Yeah, to go along with Torn Curtain and uh, the spy uh, protagonist from that.
1: Um, Did you have any rules you, or or? Uh,
0: no, not really. I kept it kept it pretty broad, uh, broadly defined as far as spy movies go. Um, okay. So, which led to a lot of possibilities mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, would you like to start off, or do you want me to?
1: Um, let's see. I will start off. Okay. So, my first spy film. I I am a huge, huge, huge probably one of the biggest American fans of the TV show The Avengers, with John okay, Steed and yeah. Emma Peel. Uh, I've talked about them before. Um, mm-hmm. I did not put that movie on the list because it was terrible.
0: Right. <laughs> the one with
1: Uma Thurman and, and uh, Ralph Fiennes or Fiends or however you say mm-hmm. his name. Terrible movie. However, Damn. however, I feel like I got my sort of um, Avengers redemption with this movie um, on my top on, as my number five spot. And okay. that is 2014's Kingsman: The Secret Service.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Uh,
1: for those that don't know, Avengers is sort of this really wacky, kind of outside the box, sexy, stylish uh, spy series uh, with some secret agents. And that's exactly what Kingsman is. It's uh, it's it's all of that. It's kind of tongue in cheek. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, It has some fun fight scenes, some interesting, unique villains and settings and characters and uh, just kind of gets gets really wacky. And um, so I had to put this on the list because I was like, oh, this is this is who should have done the Avengers. So
0: Hmm.
1: um, so my my number five is Kingsman, the Secret Service.
0: It's a good pick. That's a that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, you see the sequel?
1: I did. I, I enjoyed yeah. it too, did you?
0: uh yeah, I enjoyed it. I I think I prefer the first one.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, but um, if, for a fun follow-up, I was yeah. just kind of like, yeah, this is it still had some of those things in there, but it wasn't yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the superior of the two for sure.
0: yeah so. um, cool. All right um well my number five is also. A pretty fun one. Um, I'm a, a big fan of um, <coughs> comedic spy films, and mm-hmm. uh, I think this one is probably the best. Um, <laughs> it is Austin Powers' <laughs> International Man of Mystery. Okay. <laughs> um, well. So, yeah, I, I think this one is... Um, I think this is how you do a spoof movie correct Mm -hmm. Um, because it it doesn't really it doesn't rely on just references. I mean, references are there, but it's it's not um, that's not the main thing, really. Right. Um, Mike Myers is bringing his own uh, brand of humor to it. And um, I'm a pretty big fan of him. Uh uh so yeah I, I think um you have a lot of really great memorable characters here um and it's i guess more than anything kind of a love letter to the 1960s mm-hmm. uh films and and culture and um you know you really get a sense of that that these people who made the film really just love those films um all those early bond films and um not just that there's there's a lot of references to other 60s uh you know cultural things oh yeah um but um yeah uh, very um very memorable very quotable um and has uh has a lot of good music choices um mm-hmm. Mr. Burt Bacharach of course <laughs> um and uh, yeah I I love it
1: such a good choice <laughs> um and I wondered if I wondered if that would end up on uh on the list um mm-hmm. cuz I don't know that we've talked a lot about Mike Myers. Yeah, I don't uh, think we have. Um but yeah, that's that's definitely and it, and it changed it kind of um, kind of revived comedy, also. Mm-hmm. Um, like it changed the direction. I think a lot of people started doing more spoofs and more mm-hmm. uh, more of that kind of humor. But none of them, I think, were as um, were as solid as as this one. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, okay, you ready for my next one? I think so. Are you sure? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so my next one ha- holds a lot of nostalgia for me. Okay. Um, it's one I watched as a kid, and whenever it was on TV, I I was there watching. I was all about it. And it was kind of a it's kind of a kid film, but it was it didn't talk down. I didn't feel like to uh, to you as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie, you'll probably as soon as I start naming who is in it, you'll know who you'll know what movie it is. Dabney okay. Coleman, Henry mm-hmm. Thomas. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I I think I do, but I've not seen this movie, <gasps> um, so I uh, I don't remember the title. Oh, it's
1: called Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Okay. Um, you haven't seen Cloak and Dagger. I have not. Uh, I know you've got like probably a list a mile long of things that uh, <laughs> you're going to watch or attempt to watch. Yeah. This was – this. a lot of people talk about a lot of films when they were a kid. This was probably mine because it was a spy thriller that took itself serious um, mm-hmm. but not too serious. And like I said, it was directed at kids but it didn't uh, – it didn't mince words there's some pretty dark moments in it yeah um and uh but very exciting and the, the, the acting was i thought uh pretty good in it uh, but mostly it was just a fun and unique way of talking about um a relationship between a guy a kid and his dad um and because he's sort of he's sort of uh, imagining things and living in this fictitious world uh, like in his mind uh playing mm. with this toy um, but there's also like a serious real life spy thriller going on around him mm. um so it' was kind of it was very exciting and it's one i I would love to watch again um, mm. that's that stuck with me and like I said it 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 definitely has some moments that stick with you that are very have lots of personality to them and Dabney Coleman is actually rather tame in this compared to a lot of his other roles mm. uh, when you think about like 9 to 5 or um, mm-hmm. any of those this one's a lot a lot more tame um, mm-hmm. but it's still still a good performance it's touching it's funny it came out in 1984 um, it was directed by Richard Franklin um, and written by Tom Holland uh, it was hmm. a, it was a, it was a pretty good pretty good flick so that's why I got my number four spot.
0: Cool. I will have to add that to my mile long list. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know we we keep doing this and then uh, I don't know if we'll ever get to watch all these movies, but right. <laughs> um. Anyway, that brings us to your number four.
0: Yes. Um, yeah I am switching gears quite a bit uh, with this one um, it is from 1974 and it's the conversation mm-hmm. uh, this is directed by Francis Ford Coppola and stars Gene Hackman um, this is a very uh, low key thriller um, about a surveillance expert. Um, and he is doing a job um, that um, oh, he kind of gets uh, gets himself involved in it eventually, uh, which is something that he typically does not do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, this is a very... Um, oh... <laughs> In the in the 1970s there were a lot of um, paranoid thrillers and this one is definitely um, among those uh, it's very very good example um, and it's um, it's a slow burn uh, very slow burn kind of movie mm-hmm. um, but uh, it's one that I think is is very worth Uh, everybody's time uh, if they've not seen it it's um, it's an interesting character study uh, as well with Gene Hackman um, and uh, I think comments a lot just about um, about society and about surveillance um, and is probably uh, even more relevant today um than when it was made um but um yeah it's uh it's a good one there's um let's see robert uh robert duvall also has a small part in the movie and um harrison ford actually has a a very small part in it as well Hmm. um so a couple more notable people in it um but um yeah, yeah, the conversation um uh, by Francis Ford Coppola is my number 4. And when did this come out? Uh 1974.
1: 74, okay. That uh sounds like a great cast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty good.
1: I've never even heard of it. Oh, really? Yeah. So um I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, my number, what are we on, two? Nope. We are on... It's your three. My number three. So my number three is a 2005 film that um, I thought was uh, fresh and funny, and um, it was really about relationships, marriage, um, and how to settle your differences. And I am, of course talking about Mystery and Mrs. Smith, okay, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Um, I love this movie because I love the parallels that it tries to make in a fun uh fun and, and exciting way with the the two uh the married couple, um, both being spies and um, going to a uh counselor. To to deal with their relationship uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. after after trying to kill each other. Um, So, and it has, uh, I don't know, it's another one that's, you know, kind of stylish. And of course, it launched the relationship of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie for what that's worth to anyone. Um, But I just, I I thought it was, you know, for what it was trying to be, I thought it was rather a smart approach. And I thought that they were. Uh, believable in an unbelievable scenario and storyline. Um, it was funny. It was exciting. Had some good fight scenes, especially the main one in the in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I I like I like fun things that uh, that have have a have sort of an underlying. I don't want to say message because that makes it sound like this is some deep uh, movie, and it's not. Um, mm-hmm. but I do like things that sort of have symbolism to them. And this, you know, the whole thing is one big uh, symbolic uh, reference to marriage and right. how difficult it is. And and uh, and I, I appreciated that, and I, I thought they were fun to watch in it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I put Mr. and Mrs. Smith on the list. <clears throat>
0: it's a good choice, good choice. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that around probably a little after it was released. I remember enjoying that one.
1: Yeah. Um, like I said, not or, deep. It's just a fun one. Yeah, So for sure. All right, your um, turn.
0: My turn. It's my number three, and um, this is uh, from a series of films that I'm a pretty big fan of. I know what it is. And Go ahead. And <laughs> it is... Mission Impossible Rogue Nation Um, so this is the fifth in the series wow Um, and yeah and my favorite of the bunch um, this one um, this one has the stunt with um, at the beginning with Tom Cruise on the outside of the plane Mm -hmm. Um, for anyone uh, who doesn't remember which is which um and, um, yeah, I, I like this one uh, quite a bit from that opening uh, sequence onwards. It's uh, it's kind of a nonstop thrill ride. Um, and uh, I like... Um, one thing I like about the series is just the chemistry between the core uh, kind of team members, mm-hmm. um, uh, Cruz and, and Simon Pegg and... Um, and um ving Rhames, um all those guys um and um yeah there's just some great action sequences in this one there's a um there's a scene at an opera house in this one that is pretty amazing um and i, I wish this opera scene was in uh, <laughs> torn curtain Um, (laughs) instead of the one we got. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just so much fun and, um, and thrilling and you get that great theme music, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, just very, very rewatchable. Um, and, um, so yeah, yeah, it's a really fun series and, and this one's my favorite.
1: Nice. I um I was mistaken on what I thought it was. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to pull out a James Bond because I know you're oh. a fan of Bond also. Yeah. Um, I, My confession, I have never seen a Mission Impossible movie. Mm. Like, it, I haven't seen a TV series. I've never seen anything other than maybe a trailer related to Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I like action movies. Yeah. So
0: that's uh, yeah, you got to get on that.
1: I know, I know, <laughs> I know. and and <laughs> uh, um, they kind of have become iconic. You know, um, they yeah. use scenes from those movies all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know why I haven't watched it to be honest. Hmm. So, you ever have those movies like you you know you should watch it and you'll probably like it, but you just mm-hmm. haven't.
0: Yeah, I've, I've definitely had those. Um, yeah, wow. uh, I can't think of a good example right off the top of my head, but I know there have been yeah. uh, plenty of them.
1: <laughs> we'll have to do, I know we do this. Um, I know we do this podcast. Uh, we should, we should do like a, in the future, not anytime soon, but a, a, in the future, um, we should do like a challenge where we, uh, where we have each other watch movies that the other hasn't seen mm-hmm. Uh, because we run into a, so many of those. Yeah. Um, and, and I like your taste. I think you have great taste in movies and, um, and my, my taste I know are are kind of hit and miss cause I always look at different <laughs> things. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that might be fun to do in the future for movies, yeah, just, yeah. movies just like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, next on the list is our number two. Mm -hmm. And um, number two is another one. Well, I'll just tell you guys what it is. It's 2001's Spy Kids. Okay. Um, One, uh, I love Robert Rodriguez, and I love what he did with this family film, which is so weird because that's not what he – that was, that's not kind of what he's mostly known for that's not mostly what he does right. uh, He has some really gritty stuff in his uh, on his resume But what I liked about this movie is I thought that it was very appropriate for kids It's another one where it was appropriate for kids without necessarily dumbing it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun but the kids in it managed to uh, be given responsibility. But they're still kids. And I watch a lot of these movies where the kids are given responsibilities and they behave like grownups. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. But, um, you know, where you have kids who are like, you know, uh, cussing or they're like d- deeply intelligent. and They're telling someone else about their relationship or mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, OK, well, these aren't kids. These are like little people. Um, right, and, and in this one, we get to see like actual kids um, being goofy, getting on each other's nerves, being a little annoying, um, wanting to play with toys, all those sorts of things. But they're also the heroes of, of the show. And when it came out, it just made I don't know, it made me feel really good. And it was like a, it made me feel it made me feel good. And it had a family friendly vibe to it. And um, it was kind of a interesting off the wall premise. Mm. Um, and I really like the cast in it, Alan Cumming, Antonio Banderas, uh, Car- I can never say her name, the mom. Carla uh, Oh,
0: Carla Gigino is that? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and so um, so I put it on this, and I think he handled I think he handled this very well probably the only one of the series that I really liked. So, hmm. so that's my number two, number two. All right.
0: Well, um, that is a series of films that, uh, I have not seen.
1: Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. I don't know how you are with like kitty films. Um, um
0: uh, there's some that I, I will watch. Um, But, um, yeah, I'm a little, uh, not an expert by any means. (laughs) Yeah.
1: You might consider this one. It has some really good good elements in it, even just from a a story writing or a cinematic uh, to look at what he does with this versus his other features that he's done. Yeah. uh, So you, number two?
0: Yes, my number two... Um and this one might be the one you were thinking of. Um it uh, is from another series of films. Uh specifically the James Bond series. Okay. <laughs> and this one is Skyfall. Mm. Yep. Uh from 2012. Um yeah, for me this is uh this is my favorite Bond movie. Um And I think it is also the one that probably looks the best, um, has the best cinematography. Um, I believe Roger Deakins did that. Um, And um, has uh, also a really good villain uh, with Javier Bardem. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I think um, there's, um, there's also... lot of just nice little callbacks to previous entries in the series um so you get just a little little taste of of different eras here and there Hmm. um and um i think uh, as far as performances go it's probably the strongest in the series as well um judy dench is is very good in the movie um and, uh, I already mentioned Javier Bardem and, mm-hmm. um, of course, Daniel Craig. Um, but, um, yeah, and I, I love the, uh, just the locations that this movie goes to, um, specifically towards the end, uh, the end up in Scott in, uh, Scotland. And, um, uh, yeah, I just love the look of that and, um, where the movie goes once it It gets to that point they kind of um kind of go old school um Mm -hmm. and um do some kind of home alone type uh traps (laughs) 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 um which is kind of fun um but um yeah the the bond movies um they tend to um i would say they don't really create trends they tend to follow trends in movies mm-hmm. and um this movie is definitely um kind of leaning towards something like the dark knight um mm-hmm. in terms of uh, just influences mm-hmm. um which i kind of enjoyed that um that change of pace it is a little bit of a a different bond film mm-hmm. um and um i thought uh i thought it worked really well
1: hmm.
0: so yeah that's skyfall my number 2
1: uh i have not seen it oh okay um it's i know it gets uh it gets a lot of attention and i think it's kind of a fan favorite isn't it
0: yeah i, I think so
1: um so again i've never been a huge james bond fan Mm-hmm. But I also know that um, the whole Bond world has changed with Daniel Craig. Uh, the tone is different. The look is different. Right. So uh, I haven't been fair in giving it giving it a shot. So yeah. Um. Okay, I guess that brings us down to our number one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. My number one is a movie we've talked about before. Okay. Um, in fact, we've covered it on our movie review.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: And this would be the 1962 thriller, The Manchurian Candidate. Aha. All right. Um, maybe because it was fresh on my mind, because we, we just watched it not that long mm-hmm. ago. Um, but honestly, this movie has always stuck with me since I've seen it. And watching it again, I was able to appreciate so much more uh, from a technical standpoint Yeah. Um, of how beautifully it was done. Uh, performances, cinematography, symbolism, um, tension. Um, I just feel like everything's in this movie. Um, and it's not a perfect movie, but gosh, it was close for me. Yeah. Um, and because we've talked about it and had a whole show on it, I'm not going to harp on and on about it. But this was a fairly, I think fairly easy pick for me. Yeah. So um, so that's my number one Manchurian Candidate, the original. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So, well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, my number one um I actually have uh another Alfred Hitchcock film to bring up. Oh. Um and that is North by Northwest um. from 1959. Mhm. Um So, yeah, this is, um, definitely one of my favorite Hitchcock films. I think it's, um, it's just a lot of fun. Um, it has his typical, uh, kind of man on the run plot, Mm uh, with Cary Grant. And, um, yeah, it's him and Eva Marie Saint, uh, who I also like a lot, um, and yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun, it has a great score. Um, probably one of the more iconic scores out there. Mm-hmm. Um and um yeah, I think uh I think uh Kerry uh, Grant and Eva Marie Saint are very good together. They um they do have good chemistry <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to uh Newman and Andrews yeah um and um yeah uh just a lot of iconic moments of course the the whole airplane sequence mm-hmm. um uh you know that gets shown in highlight clips all the time and oh yeah um of course the uh uh finale at mount rushmore mm-hmm. um but um yeah it's uh it's very comedic um especially towards the beginning um and i think uh, grant was always great at that um and um yeah this uh, this movie just uh it has everything mm. you want in a hitchcock film and um yeah i'm a big fan so
1: that's yeah. my number 1 that's uh Talk about one that's difficult to argue with, <laughs> um, and yeah, that uh, the one scene, the airplane scene you're talking about, is like mm-hmm. one of the major. Uh, yeah, they included that in the stage production of Thirty Nine Steps. Oh yeah. Uh, the whole scene of with him in the plane, hmm. uh, they do a very. I've seen that live, and and uh, the production I saw did a very clever. I mean, it's part of the script, but. Um, Mm Because in the stage production, they nod quite a bit at Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, and the scene with the plane is one of the major like highlights of the show. Hmm. So, um, it may be it's like right up there with the shower scene. Yeah, from Psycho. Yeah. So, uh, good job. Good list. Yes. Likewise. Yeah, I probably would have had that on there, but it's been so long since I've seen it. I mean, I know it's good, but uh, I wanted to do things that um, still stuck with me that I remember a little stronger. But, yeah. Uh, Surely you've got some honorable mentions, though.
0: Oh, I sure do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Quite a few. Okay. Um, Yeah. uh, You want me to start off with these? Yeah. 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 all right. Well, uh, another series of movies I like quite a bit are the uh, the Bourne films, and mm-hmm. um, I have the Bourne Ultimatum mm-hmm. as an honorable mention. I think that's probably my favorite of the of the bunch there. Um, I also have the Manchurian Candidate, um, and I have Where Eagles Dare which is a world hmm. war two uh kind of adventure film with uh richard Burton and clint eastwood oh. um, that's a fun one um cool. i have uh top secret yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh i i've not seen that one in a long time i i think i'm due for a revisit on that but um it's another one by the uh zucker uh brothers uh, zuckers and abram Mm -hmm. uh, who did airplane um i have the lives of others um which um i i guess um probably compare that more to the conversation uh, in terms of um the tone and and just the content of it um i also have the 39 steps Um, Mm -hmm. and The Lady Vanishes Mm -hmm. Um, and Foreign Correspondent and Notorious all my Hitchcock films Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. Um, let's see Um, I also have a couple from Mr. Spielberg I have Bridge of Spies Um, came out a few years ago um with tom hanks um and i also have munich um about the uh 1972 olympics i believe oh, um yeah. yeah um and let's see i have a film called army of shadows um which is a uh that's a French movie from the 60s, Um, that is I believe that's set during World War II Um, but um, that one has uh, it's about uh, the kind of underground resistance fighters uh, in Nazi occupied France. Um, Let's see and I have uh, I have a film called Black Book um, hmm. that's from Paul Verhoeven. Um, that is also a World War II movie. Um, kind of, a uh, again, kind of an uh, underground resistance fighters uh, kind of film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I also have The Day of the Jackal. Um from 1973. Um, that's about um, an assassination attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, very thrilling. Um, it's been a while since I've seen that one. Um, and I also have Argo oh. uh, with um, uh, Ben Affleck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: So, yeah. Um yeah, a lot of uh a lot of good spy movies out there. Uh, there's probably even even more I could have included <laughs> in that, but I've
1: had a bunch there, so Yeah, when did Argo come out? That's been a while, isn't it? Uh a
0: few I think years that was, now Yeah, it's been I think it was twenty twelve.
1: Twenty twelve, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um well cool, yeah, that's a great list. Um yeah. I, I don't think I've seen as many spy movies as you have. Hmm. Um, I had, um, or if I did, I couldn't recall any of them. Hmm. Um, I had Austin Powers on my list. Yeah. Uh, obvious reasons. Um, and I also had 39 Steps on my list. Hmm. Um, I also had, and uh, this one may be weird, uh, I also had Spy on my list with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Yeah. I liked it because I felt like they did a decent job, not perfect, of blending the humor with the the actual action suspense part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I was invested in it, and I thought I thought she made a, a great uh, outside the box hero. Yeah, so um, I don't know, I enjoyed it, but um, yeah, that's really all I had on my list that was outside hmm. the norm. Because I don't, yeah. like I said, I don't watch a lot of James Bond movies. I haven't seen the Mission Impossible. Otherwise, they may be on the list itself. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: mm. out of all the ones that we've talked about, though, what 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 did you have as your number one? Uh, uh, north, nor- north by Northwest. North yeah. by yeah. Northwest. So, out of the ones that I that you know I haven't seen, which one would you recommend, uh, recommend I watch?
0: Um... I would probably, I'd probably go with um, Mission Impossible.
1: Mission Impossible. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think that's, so. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna find time and sit down and watch. Yeah. Mission Impossible, the first one. Yeah. 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 No. Okay. Because I imagine there's probably some nods or mentions.
0: Yeah. Yes. They're okay. they definitely tie together. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Well cool. Um yeah, I think you blew me out of the water with your <laughs> list though. Um I need to hunker down and watch some more spy movies. Yeah. So um Yeah, thanks. That was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh we managed to take uh, mediocre movies and <laughs> have fun with them. So Yes. I'll tell yeah. you what I what I really appreciate about doing this is uh looking at people who are considered some of the greats. You know, we went through this with Orson Wells during mm-hmm. dur- during our talk, uh our Orson Wells episode, our unexpected yeah. double feature. Right. Um uh, just seeing you know the different the um the different edges of their talent like their some mm-hmm. their greatest works and then looking at some things that didn't go um as well mm-hmm. uh, and i find that i find that all very fascinating um just to see what worked and why it didn't for using the same same director
0: yeah yeah i like um I like looking at different, um, different parts of people's careers and, um, kind of seeing where they were at at a certain time and, Mm -hmm. um, creatively and, and otherwise. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. Just seeing, seeing how that kind of impacts the movies and, um, all that. So, yeah. Yeah always interesting. So, um, all right. Well, um, I guess that pretty well wraps it up for this episode. Um, let's see. I suppose, um, people can, uh, find us on, uh, social media if they mm-hmm. would like to on letterbox. Um, yes. I am, uh, at moban, M O B A N. Uh, on that, and that's also my Twitter uh, handle for anyone who wants to follow me and um, see what I'm watching. <laughs> um, and uh, Chris, you're on Letterboxed as well.
1: I am. I'm. I'm under Libliana76, uh, yep. uh, which is spelled L-J-U-B-L-J-A-N-A. And yeah, I'd love to have some followers.
0: Yeah. Uh, you, um, you can
1: spy on us. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, all I got.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, with that, uh, I <laughs> guess we should uh <laughs> call it a night. Uh now if um if people would like to uh send in uh questions, comments, uh anything at all, um you can do so at uh cinema snobs pod at gmail.com uh, drop us a, an email there um and um yeah yeah mm-hmm. love to hear from you um if you like the show um you can give us a, a rating on itunes that uh that really helps us out yeah. and um yeah so i think that's about it Uh, Another successful episode in the books.
1: Yay. (laughs) It's been a pleasure, Professor.
0: Yes, yes, likewise. Uh, So until next time, I will talk with you later.
1: Bye, everybody.